Greetings, and welcome to episode 23 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, Paul does his best impression of Christian Bale, and Google decides not to hate us. Oh, we talk about DLC Quest. It's Game Corner time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Cart Podcast. Today's episode, Game Corner, DLC Quest. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and if I sound like shit, it's because I've been talking for two days straight. With me, as always, is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Well, I could use about two days worth of voice rest. <laughs> you sound like you're trying to be like an action hero right now. It's kind of oh, funny. Oh, God. Uh, you're, you are action hero Paul. <laughs> I, I, am, I am Christian Bale in, as Batman right now. <laughs> I, just, I've seriously... Just don't be Christian Bale from Terminator and like threaten to fucking kill a foley guy because he walked behind the uh, camera all right i mean i don't remember that but okay yeah he there's a really great video of him just fucking melting down at some oh, point I, I remember that video yeah yeah um yeah i've been full tilt on the uh, audiobook i've been basically recording for two days straight like yesterday it was uh 40 45 minutes of audio it took me about five and a half hours about four and a half hours to to do uh, today was another three and a half hours to get maybe like 36 minutes of audio. And I swear to God, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so are you looking forward to doing other books after this? Yeah. I'm not saying I regret the decision to do it. I just, I'm, it's clearly taking its toll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, you can hear it a little. Maybe. No. No, not at all. I'm Paul Clue. You're not what's popular today. <laughs> I'm Batman, I guess. <laughs> I got accused of being Kevin Conroy earlier, so that was fun. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have nearly the gravitas of that. <laughs> so, uh, what are you what are you drinking over there? Um, I have like on my fourth sugar free Red Bull today. That's a lot of Red Bull, and it's still not enough. I I haven't I I uh, it's been a lot of late nights, like uh, Thursday night into Friday morning. I was up until about 3 a.m. doing work for my day job. And then I'm, I'm still recovering because it's been like that for like the last four or five weeks. Yeah, you've had some crazy ass late nights. <laughs> yeah, and I've got one more and that's Sunday night. And then I'm I'm done with those crazy nights, hopefully. My, uh, my prospective bosses have said that they have something in store to make it up to, make up the time to me. Yeah. Even though I've had days off in between. <laughs> You, didn't you even like get yelled at for coming into work one day or for making a meeting? Yeah, it was kind of funny. I, I went to to stand up in the morning and and my boss on the phone with with all of our, her, our fellow employees and the team is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Verbatim, just what the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, I own a cat. Because <laughs> she'd woken me up at the time. Nice. Anyway, we oh. got a couple of, couple of things going on in the industry. Um, specifically... The D and D has is making it to the Toy Hall of Fame uh, this yes. year. Uh, it's been 
first uh, tabletop role-playing game published in 1974. Uh, it'll be recognized in the, oh gosh, the Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's it's joining... Um, All Frisbee, kinds of crazy games. Yeah, Frisbee, the Barbie doll, Lego, uh, the teddy bear, Play-Doh, Nintendo's Game Boy, and the Atari 2600. Yeah. It's a lot of recognizable names. Yeah, I mean, it definitely deserves it because it is like, you know, sorry to every other tabletop role-playing game in existence, but like D&D is the, the recognizable one. Like people who don't play tabletop role-playing games recognize Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, there was a cartoon, like a crappy cartoon back oh, in the don't day. Don't be like that. Come on. That 70s cartoon was amazing. That wasn't in the 70s. What are you talking about? Was it? Was it in the eighties? Yeah, it was when we were kids, man. Yeah, I mean, like everything else is when we were kids. It, it's freaking horrible if you go back and actually watch it. I mean, you put a bunch of coke up your nose to see what you come up with. Um, no. I mean, then don't criticize. No. And then the other funny thing recently is Bethesda needs some some yelling at by a lot of people, and a lot of people have been yelling at Bethesda. Justifiably so. So, but but that's this thing where they decided for Dishonored two and for basically every other game they're going to release after this because Doom went so well when they did it was they're not going to send out early review copies for reviewers. Oh, of course. Of any of their games, which Doom ended up being a really good game. So you know, doesn't matter that it didn't get review copies sent out, but. That kind of screws over players. Remember, we were Absolutely. talking. Yeah. We talked about developer shenanigans and uh, journalism it, shenanigans a couple of times. And this is, this is one of those, man. When they're calling a marine situation here. Oh yeah. So, for Dishonored Two, they did not send out early review copies. And holy crap, has there been a shitstorm of Dishonored Two related stuff, especially on Steam, because the game kind of almost doesn't work on PC for most people or for a good significant portion of the population that's playing it. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just a victim of like a bad console port because it's not made by Bethesda proper, uh, no, it's not. you know, um, but it's published by Bethesda. So the original Dishonored has on Steam, it has, Steam has grades of reviews where it's either uh, mixed, positive, uh, mostly positive, I can't remember the next one, but the the highest one is overwhelmingly positive, and the original Dishonored has overwhelmingly positive. Mixed is in that like fifty percent category, like the five out of ten that you'd you'd have for any other mm -hmm. game, and Dishonored two currently has mixed. Yeah, there's the people who it works for, it works really well, and they love it. Sure. The people who it doesn't work for, they they surprisingly don't love it. It was uh, developed by Arcane Studios. Yeah. And uh, if I recall, I thought they were the original developer of Dishonored 1. They are. They are, yeah. So what the shit, Arcane? Like, why are you fucking this up for us? I love Dishonored 1. I want to play Dishonored 2, and I want to play it on PC because that's where I believe first-person shooters shine. And Well, it's a first-person stealth game. It's basically, there, there's, there's it's basically a on. very spiritual successor to Thief. No, yeah. it's almost all melee. There's very few projectile weapons. You know, I played Dishonored 1, right? So did I. Yeah, and there's plenty of projectiles in there. Kind of. 
anyway mostly it's you zipping around and stabbing people in the face sure but point is first person games generally bode better on pc in my opinion oh i agree but so quit yeah. fucking up arcane what the shit hopefully they'll get it patched up and by the time it goes on sale on a steam sale you'll be able to buy it and it'll work that'd be nice actually all right so what you been playing uh, i actually haven't had but so much time to play stuff lately uh feeling it's i've just been really busy editing mostly <laughs> and and trying to piece stuff together um i've been playing the game uh that by the time this goes to our feed should already be out for the download of the month um nice nice so been playing that a lot to kind of inform my review and uh, record footage for the review well by the time it goes out you probably could reveal it oh well yeah i guess it is technically probably going to be out by this point so it's it's a game called seabeard and it's kind of kind of cool because it's it's like a weird thing because it reminds me a lot like a lot and not just because of the graphics but the graphics definitely do of animal crossing so it's like pirate pirate themed animal crossing for mobile devices that's interesting i'm kind of curious how how awesome does just that sound as like a descriptor for a game it's like pirates and animal crossing like okay I wasn't a huge fan of Animal Crossing, and I'm, I'm I'm still not. But I'd be interested to at least try it. Yeah, you're you're definitely you're not a slave to Nook like <laughs> like you are in <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> you're indentured servitude for acorns or whatever. But you do like rebuild a little village, like because I think the if I remember correctly, the gist of the story is like your dad was this infamous infamous or your your grandfather was this infamous pirate called Seabeard, and right. you like inherit his title. Gotcha. And you have to rebuild his utopia that you name whatever. Uh, mine is, of course, named Choptopia because, of course, it is. Sure. This was kind uh, of a Dread Pirate Robert situation. Yes, kind of. Um, and then That's you have right. to you have to like rebuild the town and do all this stuff. And but I mean, there's like fishing, and the fishing game is kind of cool because you you basically throw out your little lore for the fish. And then you have like a little spinner dial in the bottom corner and you and you rotate it to to bring it in and you slowly move it a little bit and it attracts the fish over. And when they bite it, you have to like reel them past this one line. But if Uh they but they fight against it periodically and you can't let them cross a a further line that allows them to escape. And you you have to be careful how much tension you put on the line because you can break it if they're struggling. Fair enough. It's, it's, yeah, it's a fun little game. I haven't gotten but so far in it because uh, there's a lot of stuff in it. And I, there's combat later on in the game that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. You could do, do little stuff like feed cows and chickens. And it sounds a lot like uh, Stardew Valley, a little bit, but not quite as nearly as building stuff. Like you basically go from island to island, and each island has little things on it that, because there's like an island that has like a farm on it. There's another island that has like an orchard on it. There's another one that has a little town. Yeah. And there's one that has like the weird smuggler's cave on it. it. There's all kinds of crazy stuff in the game. It's it's pretty fun. Gotcha. But all right. That's mostly what I've been playing lately. Nice. Nice. How about I you? I've been playing um, the reasonably new Breath of Fire Awakening. That's not Awakening. I can't remember the uh, subtitle. Uh, but uh, there, it's it's basically a, a fates. It's a dual game. Uh, I'm playing through Birthright right now, and then I need to play through the 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 companion game in order to get the full story. So basically, you're playing in 
you're you're the main character and uh you were kidnapped at a young age by the 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 dark uh side of the uh game and it gets to a point where you have to choose sides because your Hoshiden family wants to keep you on their side and but you grew up with a Snorian family and it basically makes you choose sides and you choose which pat which game you want to play because of those sides so i have the game cart of the birthright side but the other side you can download so that you can choose which side that you want to play as it's pretty cool yeah. uh but Sounds i'm playing a little weird but yeah it's interesting but it's at the same time it, it has it has some flaws and drawbacks like i loved awakening very much mm-hmm. but and this game kind of falls short of that unfortunately no, also, been, also been playing a, a hell of a lot of Payday Two with my my uh, buddy Roger. It's if you haven't played it, just go watch Heat, and that's pretty much the game. It's 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 just you heist, you 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 yeah. steal shit. You it's it's Left for Dead, but instead of fighting off zombie hordes and trying to escape, you are robbing banks and trying to escape. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, it's the same. It's it's asymmetric, asymmetric. I don't think that's the right word. I don't know if it's the right word for it. But it's, yeah, the idea is that it's you trying to escape and cops trying to kill you, basically. Essentially, yeah. Um, it's And for small cities like the ones that you're in for robbing the banks, there is an overwhelming amount of police force in that place, including FBI. Uh, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You, you've got all kinds of uh, builds you can put together with the five skill trees. You've got, uh, it's, it's just an overwhelming amount of weapons and stuff. It's, it's a, it's a lot more fun than, than just robbing banks. There's yes. a lot of strategy involved in it because you can also stealth the, the missions where you will go into the banks and uh, basically put down everybody, make sure that they're on the ground, tied, tied and controlled and you can just rob it quietly. No police presence, nothing. That's cool. Maybe, maybe a couple of dead guards. I, I, if, yeah, that's that seems that's new compared to the original payday, correct? No, no, that's that's been yeah. in since the original payday. It's just that everybody likes loud missions because who doesn't want to have some mayhem in their life? Yeah, I I didn't even know that was an option in the original payday. I, yeah, I played. I, mean, I haven't played payday two, but I played the original one. Yeah, it, it depends on the mission. Like, there's there's some missions that are loud only, but there's some that are there's some that are optional, and there's some that are stealth only. So. It, it it appeals to all crowds. It's a lot of fun. I, hell, I highly recommend you guys you joining us if you if you get some time. Although we play during the day, and I don't think that's really an option for you. What yeah. with your your if our time tiny terror sync up here. What with your tiny terror going around? Yeah, terror tots. Yeah. All right. Main topic. Yeah. So much like our all of our game corner episodes. The first half of this discussion will be as spoiler-free as we can possibly make it. Uh, we're going to talk some about the mechanics, our impressions of the game, and uh, yeah, we're going to try to avoid spoilers. But when we get to the second half, where we're going to talk the actual plot and and things that you know we can't talk about without spoilers. We will let you know there will be a huge giant warning, so don't feel like you can't listen to this beginning half of the game to see if you might be interested in playing it because you if you haven't played it yet with us uh you might this might convince you to play it and why not right yeah uh well minor spoiler alert it's good enough that you really should play it it's yes. it, if you can get it on a sale i would highly recommend it 
Although, and, uh, hold on, like, cause it's it's fairly cheap like, now. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure the base price on Steam is pretty retardedly cheap. Um, uh, let me just find it. It's three bucks. Yeah, it's and literally it's, two ninety nine. I think it's yeah, and it's two ninety nine for the original game yeah, and the expansion. Is it for the expansion as well? Yeah, it's just the, ridiculous. Yeah, the one in the one on yeah. uh, Steam comes with both. Yeah, I think in Xbox new... Xbox Live Arcade, you have to buy them separately. I don't think I ever saw um, Live Freemium or Die, which is the expansion yeah. pack's name on Xbox. But I got the original DLC quest for free long ass time ago. Yeah, this but was yeah. back when on Xbox 360. So this was a good four or five years ago. Yep, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely we think worth picking up, and for three bucks especially, and That's for for three bucks you're getting roughly four hours, maybe two to three hours of yeah. of good gameplay. Like Dep- depending on how ridiculously in depth you get with getting all the achievements and such, it could yeah. get up to four hours if you're having trouble finding the coins. Mm-hmm. Yep, which we will get to later. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so, all right. First of all, let's let's talk mechanics. Yeah. One of the things that this game does really, really well is it is a great example, in my opinion, of a Metroidvania game. Like, it's really stupidly simple. Like, there is so little stuff to the actual gameplay that it it just, it nails it really, really well. You you stop thinking about the controls because there aren't a whole lot. Um, It's extremely simple. It's basically move left, right, jump, and slash. That's it. And double jump. And double jump. Or wall jump when you get to the sequel. But yeah, so I mean it's it's super super easy stuff, but it does a really good IG uh, like a really good job at blocking things off. So like you you're free to explore the whole map, but you definitely will hit points where it's like you can't get past here, but you can see very obviously that you know, if you could jump a little bit higher, you could get get over this get up to this ledge up here but you don't have double jump yet. So you need to go the other direction and then you go explore and eventually get enough coins to buy the DLC to, to jump twice. Um, and that's kind of the, the big shtick of this game is it's, it's funny in that it makes fun of people charging you all kinds of crazy shit for DLC. And it's really kind of entertaining the way it does it. But basically you have coins that you collect in the game like Mario and you spend those in-game coins on purchasing DLC packs to unlock things in the game. And it's everything from stuff that you absolutely need, which like is like walking to the left. Yeah, mo- moving to the left and jumping. Yeah. Um, to stuff, ma- stuff making fun of other games like Pat. <laughs> or, or my absolute favorite... Uh joke in the entire game horse armor yes you also you can also uh, very very epically make fun of bethesda and oblivion yeah you can also buy a pet which ends up being a fucking goldfish yes and those are some spoilers for you Uh, (laughs) i I would i kind of i wouldn't say those are huge spoilers that's just part of the stuff that's there anyway kind of spoilers sorry but i'm not I'm not at all sorry. Just go buy the game. Go enjoy it. It's three bucks. You really you won't regret it. Yeah, but it's anyway. a plat- it's basically a platformer game, and uh, especially the first one. The second one still basically a platformer game, but has, yeah. it's a little weirder. 
Because the second game has death, which the first game does not have death. Yeah, the first game you can uh, go the entire game without dying up until a certain point, and uh, I won't spoil from there. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. But the the second game, there are just spikes fucking everywhere, and you oh, yeah. die constantly. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like it's hilarious how much you die in the second game. Um, but yeah. Like a great example of like how they how they do this, and the, so the game it's actually really really linear, which is kind of funny, but they hide that linearness behind like a Metroidvania shell, which is what makes it really interesting. Yeah. And like the best example that I have of this is like right at the beginning of the game. So at the beginning of the game, you can only move to the right. You can't jump. You have no animations. So it's just like your little sprite of you sliding across the screen to the right. Yep. And then you run into the DLC vendor, but where this is really like beautifully beautifully done is that right on the other side of the DLC vendor there's this tiny little like one block high ledge that you can't get on because you can't jump. Yeah. And it's just like that's kind of cool. And it's, like it's, it's just little things like that and then you you talk to him and by that point, like on the way to him, there are four coins and you pick up the four coins and you talk to the DLC vendor and the jump ability costs four coins to buy. Everything else costs five coins. So you can't buy the wrong thing and screw yourself. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's beautifully done in these little tiny tweaks that like you Excellent. can go off to the right hand side and you can only get enough coins to purchase the big thing you need to go off to the left. And then when you go off to the left, you can only collect enough coins to just barely purchase the big thing you need to go back to the right past where you were stopped before. And it's just, you kind of bounce back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in the original game. And then in the other one, there's like three or four different zones you can move between that. It still kind of does the same thing. Like, it's it's kind of like it's just really well balanced. I'm, that's the best way I can put it. It's brilliantly designed is the best way I can put it. it they, they did a great job of yes, balancing everything out and making sure that you're not going to screw yourself over by purchasing the wrong item, as well as giving you access to all of the things that you need in order to purchase the items in order to continue forward. Yep. I think the 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 favorite situation that I've had was that again owing to the brilliant design is that when you get into a situation where you you are forced to discover the false wall that you can just walk through and there's just a really good visual cue in that most yeah. of the walls have this this crelination this this texture to it the false walls are just flat color yep. so you can just show it just shows you where you can walk through it's a very obvious thing yeah it's it's actually really, really good because it's like like there's no texture. Like there's there's texture along like an added texture along every part of the wall to make it look like it blends in. And then where you can walk through a wall, there's very obviously no texture. Like it is just a big flat edge that you can you're like, that looks really weird. And you walk through it and go, Oh yeah, hey, I can walk through the wall. Because there's no weird texture to block me. Like that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. It's again owing to brilliant design and implementation of that design, just to to give you not what giving you the visual cues while still not holding mm -hmm. your hand for the game. Well, it, it, 
what's funny with the the first time you run into one of those is it like funnels you through it basically yeah like it basically puts you at a point where you you basically almost have no choice but to walk through it all right and in doing so you very very quickly learn like oh hey if i see something like that that means it's a wall i can walk through like that's why that design is really brilliant is that yeah it doesn't it doesn't quite hold your hand but it, it forces your hand to continue on with the game and in order to continue on it gives you this solution to an issue that you didn't even know you had right and along those lines the gameplay is really well tuned Okay, I guess that's the best way to put it. Like the jumping feels a little weird at first because you kind of slide a little bit and the jumping is a little floaty. And then like, I don't know, after you play for about 15 or 20 minutes, like you don't even notice it anymore. You're just yeah. boing, 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 boing off of all kinds of crazy stuff. It's it's very similar to uh, uh, Super Mario World. Yeah, a little bit. The expansion is a little weird because it ditches double jumping like double jumping is no longer a thing and instead of they replace it with wall jumping where you can you can basically double jump it like it it fills the same function you just have to bounce off of a wall to do it and it of course changes the way they designed levels a little bit but it's just because really yeah not only can you can you double jump but you can jump infinitely if you have enough wall next to you correct which they definitely take advantage of oh yeah they have some portions where you're just bouncing back and forth up a big giant tunnel, basically. Yeah, I, I watched a couple of playthroughs since I didn't own the game myself, and I didn't realize it was only three dollars. So I watched uh, watched Dan's playthrough, and I watched this other kid's playthrough, and he ended up go, getting to a point where he just wall jumped his way up to an area where he wasn't supposed to be, because he was just able to wall jump against the against the same wall mm-hmm. because it was kind of curved and arced up toward the ceiling. Hmm. Yep, I can see that. That's kind of funny, but. One of the things the game also does to a very comedic effect, because basically the whole thing kind of lampoons RPGs mostly, even even though it's not an RPG, which is what kind of makes it funny. Like it's a platformer that makes fun of RPGs. Yeah. um, Is the way that they use endings. All right. So there are three endings to the original game and then one ending to free me or die, which is kind of funny in its own weird way. Yeah. Um, but there's like a false ending to the first the first game. Like you get to the end and like they roll credits, but it's like, wait, that that's not the end of the game. And then it literally just plops you back down at the start and makes you do it all again, which is kind of right, funny. Right. And then there's a bad ending and a good ending, which is, you know, again, kind of completely making fun of RPGs. There's always oh, yeah. the there's always the multiple endings and the and I guess I would think the the false ending thing is kind of making fun of the uh, game plus thing, like with Chrono Trigger and stuff, like where you beat the game and you restart it or whatever with the same character. Right. It's I don't know. It it just seems kind of funny. But then yeah, leave live Remium or die only has one ending because it just does. Yeah. Um, it. I found that without getting too spoiler heavy, I found that the uh, the false ending just had me sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yes. can't, this can't be the ending. What's going on here? Yes, you do very much go, what the hell? What What did the... And then it, like, restarts, and you just kind of laugh, because it's just... All right, like, I okay, mean... yep. All right, let's 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 go do that again. <laughs> I guess I'll hit continue. I don't know. Do I have a choice here? I can turn, I can turn the game off, right? <laughs> yeah. So, neither of us played 
using a keyboard like because no. there are keyboard controls for it but i can't imagine playing i i can't do weird platforming games with keyboards yeah, some it people was, can i i'm not one of those people it was absolutely designed with a controller in mind oh yeah um but yeah so you played it on your 360 correct yeah i, I i've uh like i said earlier i, I owned the game for almost three four years now i don't remember when it was originally released but i've owned it since i had an xbox 360 and they gave it away for free it's it's actually a fairly old game which is kind of weird but yeah but it's still very playable it has has aged very well because of the uh, retro styling that it has it it feels like that it could continue to be just a flat good game for many years to come because it Generally, when you look at a retro game and the graphics don't age well, I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy VII, it very much takes its toll and it very much looks just awful. But uh, this. You don't like people with Popeye arms? Sure, I guess. I mean, I. uh, Let's not get started on Final Fantasy VII. I just want to make a joke here. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. Um, DLC Quest was released in November of 2011. Really? I thought it was older than that. That's that's still fairly old. That's five years. That's five years now. Uh, as of this month. Yeah, and, and it doesn't look or play like a five-year-old game. Some of the jokes, kind of. Yeah. Uh, which we will get to in the spoiler event because some of those jokes are really, really good and worth talking about. Oh, definitely. Um, but they're also spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, but so I played it for PC through Steam, and I used a 360 controller, and it played really, really well. Like, so I if you play it on PC for the three bucks it costs on Steam, which is what we're kind of recommending people buy, yeah. um, I definitely recommend playing it with some type of controller. And it, it does. You don't it, even have to configure it; like, it just boom, no. it works on your controller. Yeah, it just flat works. Like, I, I get. I'm wondering if I could try with the uh, Super Nintendo controller and have the same success. Probably. I don't see why not. I mean, it's not like it needs analog sticks. No, I think it only uses two buttons and yep. a D-pad, basically. Jump attack in the directions. Jump yep. attack and left and right. That's all it uses. Yeah, basically. Like, that's that's how silly simple it is. You could use an NES controller for this game. Like, yeah. And I, I think that is very intentionally what they they give it. Like, like that's how they, how they do it, which is kind of I, funny. I... I feel like it was intentionally designed that way just to give uh, give you the ability to focus on what they're doing on the screen as opposed to what they're yeah. doing in the controls. It's simplicity for simplicity's sake. Yep. Like they they use everything you have and they they do it really well. Like it's really well balanced and they they make use of every tool that they give you to use. So definitely give them props for that because that is that is again a mark of really good design. Yeah, and uh, and overall, I mean, we both think it's very much worth the the three dollars. I, I mean, I I got it for free, and I'd still be willing to pay the three bucks without a problem. I'd yeah. I'd be happy paying five bucks, and I don't think I'd be wasting my money. Yeah. So one of the last couple things to talk about for spoiler free is like the pacing of the game, and I think the pacing of the game was done again. We keep harping on this, like it's just really fantastically done, especially the original game. Like I think I beat it in forty minutes. Like it just it went really quick. Nothing dragged on too long. It was just everything just felt really evenly spaced out, and the game flowed really well. 
Uh, the only exception I had, which is a gripe with the expansion, live for me or die. And I still kind of have a gripe with this, but I kind of understand the joke behind it now, which is kind of funny. Like I've been thinking about it a little bit and it's just like, huh, that's kind of funny. I, I it, That's actually a really good joke. It's just annoying as shit and frustrating, just like yeah. they are. Like Because it's supposed to be. Yes. So there's a door at the end that you have to spend money like coins to to get through like it it costs coins to get through this door it is a fucking paywall yeah hence the coins that you require like literally it is a paywall and it is literally impossible to get through the paywall unless you have found every coin in the game so you have to like go and backtrack through all of this shit to try and find every last coin you might have possibly missed in every hidden area of the game just to finish the the DLC like expansion for the for DLC quest and oh it pissed me off when i was playing like i wanted to fucking punch the developer in the face because like it was just annoying as shit like it wasn't fun going well, because- back and finding all of those Coins. I, mean, I mean, when you when you first finished it, you were uh, done it around maybe what forty minutes, yeah. and then it artificially added on another forty five. Yeah, it, it took me m- more than half an hour to find all of the coins that I didn't have to open that door. Mm-hmm. Like it took almost as long as the entire rest of my playthrough just to find the coins to open the stupid door. For me, that kind of ruined the ending of it, which sucks. Like that sucks. Yeah, because I I, I get the joke. It's a funny joke. Now, now that I've had time to like sit and stew on it for a couple of weeks and think about it. But at the time, like, I was just like, fuck you, end of freemium or die. Like, (laughs) I, I, I still have in, in my notes here, like my, my grade for the game is a plus for DLC quest an A for freemium or die, and then a fucking F for the last 10 minutes, last 10% of freemium or die, which was, you know, from that paywall on is fuck the game. Like it, ah, it pissed me off. So there's, there's, that's not really a spoiler. That's a tip. Just fucking find all of the fucking coins. If you're playing freemium or die, just do it. I think it's a little bit of both. You're going to hate yourself later. Oh, absolutely. But, I think it's about time that we gave our spoiler warning. So if you are listening now and want to play DLC quest uh, without any spoilers, please pause the podcast. Now go play the game, come back when you're done and listen to the rest of the podcast. Yes. And it's totally worth it. And the game's actually pretty easy. It's not, I wouldn't say it's too terribly hard except for finding all the stupid coins. But, say that's the biggest challenge of the game, yes, finding the coins. Otherwise, the game is just cake. Yeah, and literally, you can play it all in one sitting. It's going to take you a couple hours to beat everything. That's that's including the the both both games, really. Yes. I mean, the first game you can finish in about 40 or 45 minutes. The second game you'll take about maybe 90 because of the artificially long time for finding being forced to find all the coins. Unless you're better at finding the coins than me, which you very well could be. Yeah. So, yeah, go play it. And then come back and we'll finish this talk and we will see you guys soon.
Are you back? Great. All, All right. right. Yeah. So how long oh we already kind of talked about this but how long yeah. did it take you to beat the original dlc quest in about uh 40 45 minutes i didn't take the time to time it but i was definitely done in under an hour yeah i'm sure yeah. you have the time up there oh no the, the time was definitely like right about 45 minutes uh or 40 yeah 40 to 45 minutes i think it was basically exactly 40 and then there was like a few minutes of pissing around before and afterwards did you seriously just turn that on while we're recording the podcast yes because i have to figure out what my favorite jokes were oh for christ's sake oh shut up he fired up <laughs> dlc quest while we're recording a podcast folks yes because i have to look at the awardments because the awardments are all fucking crazy and shit god damn it this is how dedicated we are to games we play games yeah. while we're actually recording the podcast i'm not playing the game i'm just looking at the stupid menuing system what the fuck man chill the fuck out <laughs> don't make me up in world of warcraft i don't know why you're getting upset i'm just making the jokes here you're making a big joke out of nothing. Come on, because man. it's funny, damn it. Anyway, what was your favorite pop culture joke of the the game? I mentioned it earlier in kind of a spoiler bit, but it's the the horse armor joke because of how ridiculous the backlash was against Bethesda for the horse armor in Oblivion, and the the arguably the first DLC that uh, the first major DLC really. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mine is Agent Smith, like uh, yeah. the the guard that is you know dressed up in a suit with sunglasses on that is agent smith from from uh the matrix that's really yeah. funny and he's, he's just fun. like he's just like standing there when you run into him and he's like yeah uh, yeah i i have nothing to say to you right now but but I'll uh i'll be later. i'll be important later in the game yeah he just tells you he just blows you off for the first time you meet him he's like don't don't worry about me right now just just go do your thing i'll be important later okay yeah it's kind of funny you have a favorite dlc from all of the games like from I, yeah i i think the uh the, there's two really i mean the the original one the, when we when we first uh did the notes for this i had written down the horse armor but i also really like the pet because it's just a goldfish that just fucking sits there and he in a flat says whatever it's doing it's doing it right now yeah i think mm -hmm. that mine from the original game my favorite dlc was probably the hats just making fun of fucking yeah. uh team fortress 2 like that that cracks me up like why wouldn't it i mean it's it's because uh, that it's, is like that is kind of the definition of like just stupid dlc it's like okay you can customize a hat who fucking gives a shit like it's so kind of dumb and it's really funny because i think yours is a top hat in the game like everyone yeah, so yeah. this is the funny thing about that dlc and and then the bikini one like the bathing suit dlc is also really funny because it puts everyone in the game in a bikini. It gives everyone a weird hat. Like yours is a top hat, but every NPC in the game also gets like a goofy hat, which is it, it really funny. But the bikinis are really funny because like everyone in the game gets a bikini regardless of whether or not they're female. And I actually don't think there are any females in the game, which makes it even funnier. Just the, uh, the princess. Yeah. Just Princess McGuffin, which is also probably my one of my favorite jokes in the whole game. It is definitely a good joke. Yeah, the only there's no other female NPCs like there's no one you interact with, uh, except for Princess. Uh, I mean, Princess McGuffin, you don't even interact with her because the entire point is that she's in cutscenes only. Yeah, she gets she gets kidnapped because she's a McGuffin. Yes. And if you're not familiar with the joke, uh, the entire point of the MacGuffin is that it's just something to move the story along. Yep. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. I know you explained it better, but I think yep. it was Hitchcock who originally yes. coined the phrase. 
Alfred Hitchcock back in the day doing uh, whatever the hell that Alfred Hitchcock presents that that show. He had a had a term that he used with his writers that was uh, called a MacGuffin, and the MacGuffin was literally whatever weird object or person or thing was used as the device that that caused the plot to happen. Like a great example that a lot of people are probably familiar with of what would be a MacGuffin would be from uh, Pulp Fiction. The, yeah. the briefcase the brief with the case, glowing yeah. light that you never see what's in the briefcase ever. And it, and it has had people speculating for years as to whether or not it's just gold or, um, uh, God, what the hell, whatever the hell, uh, um, his name is, whatever his soul. Yeah. I, I can't remember his name, but it doesn't matter what it is. That's yeah. the whole point. Like, yeah. It, it, it doesn't, but, who gives a shit? It's the, the briefcase. It's the briefcase is the, the briefcase big oven. Yeah. But like that's that's probably one of the the biggest ones that that's super easy to talk about because most people have seen that movie at this point in time. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, literally any stupid little thing that that drives the plot. Like I don't know, and fucking Harry Potter four, like the Goblet of Fire. Like the Goblet of Fire is basically a MacGuffin because it's yeah. you know the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Or sorry, the Philosopher's Stone because we're Which, stupid Americans. Whichever one. You, yeah. you read <laughs> the chamber of secrets the entire title of every harry potter series every book in the harry potter series is a MacGuffin. kind of yeah anyway but, so did you get all of the endings in the uh the first game no unfortunately i uh i ended up uh, getting a piece of dlc that's integral to getting the good ending without uh, uh without realizing that in order to get the bad ending you can't buy that particular dlc yeah like so I, I am in the same camp, but mine is really funny because I intended to not buy the horse armor DLC. Like, and then I accidentally hit the button one too many times and purchased it. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. And yeah. So the because you piss away a bunch of coins on it. Yeah. But the because it is the most expensive DLC in the game, which is also kind of funny. Yeah, um, it was like 150 or something like that. No, it was like 250, I think. Like oh, it really? was ridiculous. It was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's it oh, so good but yeah the horse armor prevents the bad guy like in the bad ending the bad guy shoots the horse and then shoots you and t- steals princess mcguffin and then in the uh the good ending with the horse armor the uh he shoots the horse and the horse armor saves the horse's life and then the horse goes over and kills him and then rides off into the sunset which is fucking hilarious with now, the, now the best part i love about that is the fact that you don't get the girl at the end of the game the horse does so she at the end yeah, of the regardless the, the regardless yeah. of which it yeah you the, never the, ride off with the princess which is fucking hilarious the, the final ending is just uh if you get the good ending it's just literally the horse just walking away with the princess and uh it, it's just just silly oh. and she's like oh my hero yeah, and and you thought and you th- it gives you the 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 impression that you're you're the hero that she, that she's talking to you, and then all of a sudden, horse. Yep, so funny. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, and I love the fact that there were two DLC vendors in the first game. Yeah, one was named Nickel, the other one was named Dime. Dime. Yeah, that's so good. It, it's it's there's all kinds of tons of pop culture reference. Uh, it. it I, I can't even think to articulate just the amount of them, quite honestly. Yeah. The random the, encounter. Yeah, the random encounter was really yeah. goddamn funny with like the weird 
warping screen and the big yep. flashy thing coming out. Oh, so good. It had the um, Final Fantasy, um, basically the Final Fantasy when you battle, get to a random encounter. Yeah, the battle battle thing where it like yeah. and like the big screen comes out at you. Yeah. Um, there's there's so much that this game just did really really well. Like I love that the we were talking earlier about the way it kind of paces things out and uh like teaches you how to do things and kind of you know dangles that carrot in front of you like the with the the wall texture thing. The other one is like at one point in time, you walk under a little platform where you can see like a little blue box with a down arrow on it. And you're like, hmm, what's that? I can't reach that yet. And then as soon as you get the double jump, you go, hey, let me go find out what the fuck that little box was. And you jump up there and you realize it was a collectible for actual DLC. It is a DLC. DLC. Yep. And like that's that's always like really, really cool. And it kind um, of it slaps you in the face and makes you realize, hey, if I get more of these, I can unlock more DLC. Yeah. Out of curiosity, since you've now seen the second game, what do you think about the uh, the different textures they use for shrubs between the two games? I found it. I honestly didn't even notice that they they use different textures uh, because the the original shrubs were maybe about knee height for the yeah, character. The, the, the original shrubs are these super tiny little things that, for some reason, you can't jump over. And then they turn, they're, they're usually in little tiny spaces and then they turned into these big giant vines that like you're like yep yeah. those are definitely blocking my path so yeah yeah but uh they also turned the uh the background trees into basically large uh larger trees i mean the, the original ones were like about yeah. bush height these are about stru- spruce tree height yeah and and that's actually one of the funnier things that in the uh DLC that we'll get to like the uh, in the expansion the live for me or die there's uh the parallax DLC you can buy that, yeah, <laughs> that turns yeah. on the parallax for the the background so that it scrolls at different rates to make things seem further away uh again such a such an awesome little touch to it's, add that graphical improvement because you didn't even notice that it wasn't parallaxing until it actually yeah. pointed it out to you which Just, I found but, hilarious yeah mm-hmm. so what did you think of the troll at the end uh, the 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 large troll that you started uh, shooting with the gun and then you just realized that you well, can't hurt him or hitting well, him with the sword you yeah, can't you hurt him with the sword and you can't hurt him yeah yeah it was very interesting to see <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah then you go to Agent Smith and you you buy the hold on let, let me read the the award because this is funny you uh you find a weapon that in no way unbalances the game <laughs> yeah and it doesn't really I mean. Yeah, you can kill everything with that weapon. Yeah, uh, everything, anything, and everything, including the NPCs. Yeah. And in fact, that is also an awardment: is to kill anything and everything. Yeah, kill all the sheep and NPCs. I think is the actual unlock for the awardment. Yeah. yeah, everything except for the zombies. And there is a zombie mode DLC, which is there is, there is, really, there is really hilarious so, at taking the piss out of all of the zombie DLC that people do. So what I really find funny about that one is the fact that that makes a re- resurgence in the the second because the sheep yes. come back as zombie sheep. Yes, yes they do. Um which is actually funny cuz like I only accidentally killed one sheep, so yeah, the, yeah. the second game's uh antagonist is kind of hilarious cuz it's like I only accidentally killed one of your fucking sheep, dude. And you have, but he has an entire flock yeah. of undead sheep, which is kind of, yeah. what? I think anyway. they just expected everyone to just murder all of his sheep because he well, tells you. Got, you, you got to for the award. Yeah. 
you've got and you've got you for the for that achievement. So I did in not order get that to, achievement. So. Yeah, I did because I didn't give a fuck. So it makes me makes me laugh. Like so the NPCs are all really funny. So there's like a blacksmith dude towards the beginning who is like, yeah, you can have this sword if you just got to sharpen it. And it like takes 10,000 clicks of the button on the wheel to yeah. sharpen it on the grinding wheel. I actually thought about doing the entire thing and I got maybe to about uh, 2,000 before I finally just said, all right, that's enough. Yeah, but then there's a, a DLC pack that makes every time you use the grindstone count as a thousand uses. <laughs> yeah, which which gives you basically ten uses and you're done. Yeah, it was something like ain't nobody got time for this or something like uh, that. I, I think that was the uh, the thing. Then there's as uh, as Dan mentioned, the shepherd who begs you not to kill his sheep that are wandering free range all over the fucking game, which took a bitch of a time to hunt down every single one of them. Yeah, and then there's a uh, random who is the random encounter guy. And that that was that part. I think we both had the most fun with it out of all the NPCs, aside from yeah. uh, the the agent gunsmith. Yeah, agent agent. Yeah, the agent Smith who happens to be the gunsmith that you buy your gun from, which is because they even tell you like, will you purchase the DLC for the gun for to buy a gun? And it's like, oh, you need to go find a gunsmith. And it was just like, are you are you shitting me right now? Like, are they <laughs> did they really just do that? They absolutely did. And it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, it was. That's one of the reasons why I like Agent Smith so much. Like, because that it was that just, just silly yeah. thing. Yeah. And then Phil, the filler NPC, was really funny. Yeah, yeah. He, because he literally has no reason to exist. Yeah. Throwaway dialogue that makes no sense. Like it's yeah. So yeah. Good. I am error. And there's the the old man who has a tedious an absolutely destructive amount of shit for you to do and you just tell him to buzz off it's pretty You're great like, i don't have time for all that shit i got I'm stuff to do that. yeah i've got i've got other <laughs> Go shit to away. do it's <laughs> enough for you and then um but what i found hilarious is that uh in order to get the achievement to basically kill everybody you have to kill everybody which includes nickel and dime but they end up uh, the headstones that after they die they end up being vendors that you that it has some ridiculous line of dialogue saying even though uh, dime is dead you can still purchase things from his gravestone yep and that that kind of plays into the next game which is really funny so the yeah yeah we, we've already kind of talked about the endings so yeah uh so yeah live freemium or die it was weird because it took me about it took me about an hour and a half to beat but again that yeah. was because the stupid fucking dlc shit <laughs> yeah that stupid paywall door I, I think the uh, the other playthrough that I watched, I watched yours and this other kid's playthrough, and he took uh, maybe uh, sixty two minutes. I think was the the final runtime for the for the uh, pair of YouTube videos. So he yeah. just said he was just do- getting all the coins anyway. Yeah, most people do like because you know most with this a game like this, you like set out to do all of the awardments, as yeah, they, as they call them in this game. Um, so most people are just going to do that thing anyway. So, you know, it's not that bad, but it right, like right. when you don't like when you're just getting enough to buy the DLC that you need to keep going, like, yeah, hitting that wall sucks. Oh yeah. Um, I, I love the, the opening where as, as, as the expansion for, and you, you somehow ridiculously realized that you had the pre-order bonus and you got the some of the features from the original game like the movement pack the animation pack the audio and pausing 
Yeah, like all of the stuff you have to buy at the beginning of the first game, like you just have automatically at the beginning of the, the second one, which is kind of funny. I, um, I think it would have been a tedious joke to make you do it again, but yes, which is why it's funny that it's, a, that it's a pre-order bonus. Yeah, yeah. What made it funny. There's uh, yeah, we already talked about wall jump versus double jump, and the ridiculous amount of spikes that basically, even if you touch the side of a spike, you're dead. You can't just yeah. touch the top, uh, yeah. but there's uh, also a couple of new things. Yeah, check checkpoints were, were really useful because, like, sometimes it would be like, "Oh man, I'm way over here, and I need to get way back there, and I haven't crossed the checkpoint yet." That's awesome, and then you just jump into a spike pick and teleport yeah, back yeah, to the checkpoint. Yeah. This 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 game basically goes to super meat boy levels of death because every time you attempt to do something, you're going to hit a spike. Almost, it's pretty funny. And there's the uh, the the health bar DLC that you end up getting like four hearts, kind of kind of Legend yeah. of Zelda style. But it's really funny because it never actually uses your hearts until the final boss fight. Because everything else, like all of the spikes, are just insta death. Like everything that you can kill you before the final boss fight just instantly kills you. I, I think the only other thing that uh, isn't insta death is the the sheep. Yeah, maybe. I think I remember seeing that the sheep could could take away hearts, but other than that, it's just. I don't think much... I had hearts yet by the time I played the sheep. Really? Oh, I don't. Really? I don't remember if I did or not. I I honestly I think you don't have remember. to unlock it, but either way, um, no, because it's one of the little five or ten coin DLCs. Like it's a totally optional one. I see. Huh. Anyway, mm-hmm. speaking of the final boss fight, I I thought that was a. An interesting little device. Yeah, like just a little Mega Man style boss fight. Because he's just trying to kill you with all yeah. of the hats ever. Yeah, he, he just throws shit at, throws DLC shit at you, which is fucking hilarious. Like the the boss is actually really, really <clears throat> funny, really kind of well. Like I'm not gonna harp harp on the well balanced part, but he you know was decently the the entire thing is really well scripted, put it that way. Yeah. And you just have to like dodge hats and pick up coins. And then what makes the the boss fight funny is like how he, you know, oh shit, you have twenty five coins here. Let me let me sell you this super awesome sword of awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, he he ends up he, just, uh, he can't resist selling you shit because yeah, the whole second half of the game is funny when the uh, so you beat the the original final boss of the game, which is the shepherd dude who uh, yeah. is getting revenge on everyone for killing his sheep. Um, yep. And then Nickel becomes now. the boss. Yeah, Nickel <laughs> becomes the final boss, and and he just like goes berserk, realizing he can sell everything. So like, there's fucking computers to order the DLC from now, and then there's yeah. billboards fucking everywhere. It's it's so funny. Because and then you can uh, unlock a a pack that turns off advertisements and turns the buy soda billboards into billboards for the uh, the company that that uh, made DLC Quest. Yes, I can't remember what the hell it was called. I don't remember them either. Yeah, it's it's not a huge deal. Anyway, uh, I found it funny that, and a little a uh, little bit of irony that the, the it removes the advertisements of buy soda, and places that replace them with real advertisements for the company, yep. which I just thought was a, just a fun little dig or poke at themselves. Yeah, one of the the jokes that's really funny in my opinion it, like once you beat the original first half of the game right. uh you eventually buy some more dlc yeah and you have to go to this area and this guy gives you this guy named fletch 
gives you a whole giant list of shit you need to find for him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God damn it. Not a fetch quest. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's like 168 flags and like, it just, it's, just it's a ridiculous amount of crap. Ridiculous list of stuff to find. And then like, you find it in one giant crate. Like and, you literally uh, find a giant crate just sitting on a platform and it has everything on the fetch quest in the one crate. And you go back to him and he's just like, what? You thought it was just going to be scattered all over the place, man. I'm not a dick. What a, What the fuck? <laughs> and your guy was just like, no one's ever done that for me before. That's so considerate. Yeah. It was, it was, it's a really just a, a silly moment. And, yeah. uh, and you're just sitting there like, well, at least I didn't have to do all that. And it didn't artificially lengthen the game. Like, Hey, last game with the fucking paywall yeah and then uh it, it's just silly so before the paywall there's a there's another funny door that's really great mm-hmm. where it's the door to like the boss area because when nickel escapes he he puts up a door between the old boss area and the main part of the game right and to go through it like it's locked and it won't allow anyone named player through it which your character is named player through the the first two games yeah so you have to buy DLC to change your name from player to something else. And then because it's making fun of an MMO kind of, is it a player, you, you change your name to player two, but that name's already taken. So you change yeah, your name yeah. to something else and that one's already taken. And, and then finally like, change your name to some ridiculous shit. Yeah. Some really, really crazy ass like lead speak name. And I, I personally really wanted that one to be taken too, like just yeah, ridiculously just specific. Like, yeah, what that? How was that one taken? And then, and then uh, you change your name to Player Three or something, and that then the name was fine. Yeah, and then what's really really funny was that then they like basically simulate like the server timing out and everything. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or that was actually just right before that. Like, yeah, because because you get dropped from the server, and then when you try to connect, you get put in a queue, and then the queue continues bumping up the number. Yeah, it, uh, they just do so much good stuff making fun of like online RPGs and MMOs and stuff. Yeah, it's, and the second one, yeah. Just lots of really funny stuff. Like the other really funny thing was uh, that they made fun of Notch from Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. That was That's probably my favorite pop culture joke of the second game. Is So you have a, a guy named Groove who's just sitting down in the bottom of this cave. Yep. And he used to be a miner. And now he's all about spaceships, which yep. is making fun of Notch from of Minecraft fame. And he has like a pickaxe sitting behind him on a on a rack. And he's the, he's the one that sends you to Fletch because Fletch has something that belongs to him. And if you go get the thing from Fletch, he'll give you the pickaxe. Yeah, and you need the pickaxe to get to the end of the game. Because uh, yeah. yeah, they add like some extra boulders, and you have to like kind of punch through them with the pickaxe, but. And there's there's several places that you need to, the pickaxe in order to punch through in order to get more DLC to unlock for more coins and all kinds of ridiculous shit. So I hear you were a fan of Lamp. Lamp, you'll have to refresh my memory a little bit. That the guy who is uh, lamp shading and making all of the really bad video game jokes. I, I don't think you understand what the word fan means. <laughs> oh come on! I heard you thought he was really funny. You use that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Inconceivable. That's that's three Princess Bride references in this fucking podcast now. Yeah. Anybody want a peanut? That's four now. Come on now, I really mean it. Five. 
anyway after that uh the the there's also the uh the unfinished uh, area, which uh, I think the name was Alan put a name for this area. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I think we broke Dan right now. Uh. Because... Yeah, he's coughing. Anyway, it was Alan put a name for this area. And basically it's just a completely empty zone where uh, they, you, you go through, you can actually wall jump up to the top, but there's nothing to do. So you come back later after you unlock it, and I think it's uh, what was the pack name? Uh, it, it was like the cut content pack. Yeah, cut content pack, yeah. Like again, making fun of games that like will just oh hey DLC. we yeah, well not even that it was just you know hey we don't have time to finish this before this game needs to be out the door and be sold so uh, we'll, we'll just yeah. we'll just put a a wall here. It was just kind of ridiculous just to see the the whole the lengths they went to in order to make fun yeah. of things the snow level was also really funny because it yeah. uh th- had the season pass dlc to yeah, get yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be able to because like, because you walk level. in you walk into the snow level and you were just inundated with all kinds of particles because it's just snowing to the point where it's basically a blizzard and you can't go through so you so you have to come back with as as dan said the season pass dlc which is, of course, making fun of uh, games that have all of their content in one single pack that you can purchase for the price yeah. of a fucking new game. Especially now, God damn it! I I hate season passes now. They they <sighs> piss. We need to do like an entire episode just about season passes and how much they just suck balls. I I, I like them if it's like the company does it right, but otherwise, it's it's very hard yeah. to like the idea of it. Yeah, when you're when you're paying fifty dollars for a season pass now, they, it can go fuck itself. Uh, that's fair enough. Anyway, so after the season pass and the uh, the full ice level, you get to the door to the final boss fight with Nickel, and we kind of discussed that earlier, yeah, but not- we only discussed the the degrees to the point where, he, so he's throwing all kinds of DLC stuff, hats, all kinds of ridiculous detritus at you. You pick up the coins, and he's like, "Hey, I'll sell you this 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 nice sword." but it's only got one use. And you're like, well, all right, you're going to sell me the means to your demise. He's like, yeah, I got any, anything that I can monetize. I'm going to monetize yep. making a nice, uh, nice joke at EA's expense. Yes. So it's, there's three grades. There's the, the base sword, like the, the large sword. There's the, uh, the, the huge, big, huge sword. And then there's the uh, ultra mega death 9,000 sword, where the hell it is. Yeah. And which ends up being a sword that is much, much larger than the the screen itself. Yeah, like basically imagine Cloud Sword from Final Fantasy, but like all you can see is like the handle and the hilt and like the first three percent of the blade. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 ridiculous because it takes up about ninety or I'd say maybe eighty percent of the screen real estate as he's slowly swinging it. And then it slices the planet in half and then makes the planet explode. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's the uh, there's all of the, uh, the 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 credit scroll, and you're just in a a backdrop of uh, a starry starry uh, spacescape. It's pretty entertaining yeah, because it's fucking Alderaan. After yeah, this. essentially, yeah. It's pretty funny. So good, like it. It was really funny, and the, if I had been collecting the coins all along, the ending would have been a lot better. Like, I mean, the, the ending is good. Just like, it's that fucking paywall that just that grind. Yeah. That, that, that ridiculous grind to get all the coins that you yeah. need or all of the coins in the fucking game, which unlocks an achievement, 
that is called uh, Still Better Than Stamps, I yes. believe. Collect all the coins in the game, which yeah. you like. I don't think you can beat the game without 100%ing it. Like, you I don't, I don't understand how you would miss anything. Like, I just don't. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. I, I, I kind of remember the playthrough that the other guy did where he almost, I think he beat it without doing it, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway. Yeah. That. Just, I don't. Yeah, I had to 100% the uh, frame, live frame or die. Like, I did not 100%. DLC quest, but I, I had no option but to one hundred percent the uh, live free or die. die. There was uh, I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap up, and that is uh, the the one that one extra character that DLC man, who uh, you yeah. actually have to talk to in order to get an achievement. Yes, well, you also have to uh, talk to Lamp in order to get an achievement. Yeah, but this achievement's actually good. Well, his achievement's pretty funny too because, like, if, <sighs> the more you talk to Lamp, like, eventually, like, every all of the other NPCs in the game kill him for making terrible jokes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you make a terrible joke about his death. Yes, which because, is even better. Yeah. Do you want to spoil that one? No. Okay, you'll have to pay the three bucks and play the game in order to see that one. Yes, I highly recommend it anyway because it's entertaining as hell. Indeed, but yeah, DLC man, just like basically, it goes all emo about how he's not important to the game because obviously he was just added with DLC, and he's just kind of like a placeholder, and his life sucks. And yeah, it's really funny to like listen to him whine. Yeah, he just basically is. He, he's he he bitches about the fact that he is existentially irrelevant to the game and the fact that they didn't even give him a name they just called him dlc man is hilarious to me yes he's part of the like right alongside the cut content pack yeah all right there's one more thing we wanted to announce before we wrap up the uh the episode yeah. and that is the next game for game corner yes we actually probably need to start doing this earlier in the episode <laughs> Because <laughs> all the people they know. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like all of the people who uh stopped listening to uh go play the game, if they don't come back, they uh they'll never know. Do we but, want to splice one in there? Eh, no, that's fine. We'll all we'll right. splice it. I'll splice it in some other places. Fair um, enough. So yeah, our next game is uh a choice of Paul's. So Paul. I, I, th- uh, I think well, kinda. Yeah, I mean we, it's it's kind of a we both agree on them usually, yeah. but we we are taking turns being like, how about one of these couple of games? And then we just kind of yeah. talk about it. I, I think we, 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 we kind of accidentally stumbled in this one because we were just talking about um, what do we want to do next. And I remember Dan saying that he wanted to do a game that was under 15 bucks. And I was just because right before we had started recording this the first time, I was just playing uh, the Banner Saga. And I was just like, oh, I'm just playing this because I just needed something to do. And he's like, okay, we'll do that for our next game. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, why not? So the only trouble with it is that it doesn't come under that $15 limit that we wanted to that we wanted to impose. It is 20 bucks on Steam, unless you're able to pick it up on on a sale. Yeah. But it, it's it is it's currently $19.99. So yeah, that bucks. that is full price of the game. It's not going to go any higher. Uh, but uh, if you want to play that with us and see about our next game corner, uh, the Banner Saga is our next game. Yep. So you pick it up and and join us, and you got six weeks. <laughs> you have plenty of time in order to play this game. It is a isometric tactical RPG in the style of 
uh, similar to Final Fantasy Tactics or, oh gosh, uh, actually the original Fallout games for Fallout 1 and 2 are very similar to that. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. It was a Kickstarter darling. It's one of, like one of the first big Kickstarter games that like blew up and was really successful because they did a great job on the game. I backed it myself and I do not regret the purchase. Yep, me too. But yay, yay indeed. And I'm going to go rest my voice as soon as I give this final dialogue. If you'd like to, uh, to uh, like to see us on Facebook, you can find us over on facebook.com slash loadedcardgaming. If you'd like to check us out on our uh, still uh, fledgling Reddit thread, it is slash r slash loadedcardgaming. You can find uh, Dan running our loaded card account on Twitter at loadedcart. You can find me at Paul Cluel. If you'd like to email me, I am paul at loadedcartgaming.com. You can check out Dan, chop at loadedcartgaming.com, or you can email us both at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. My voice is really tired now, and I'm going to go to bed. Yes, but first, also, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor, go to iTunes and give us a rating and a review if possible. We don't really directly tell you to give us five stars, but we're not going to say we won't like them either. Yes, we will... We will definitely give you a shout out if you give us a five-star review or if you give us any kind of review. Yeah, we, we really appreciate it because we don't pay to advertise the podcast. This is all word of mouth. So if you if you were able to get us uh, word of mouth to your friends, if you like the show, please do. Because that's the only way we can grow the show. Indeed, indeed. So thank you all for listening and thank you all for playing along with our little Game Corner games. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for uh, everything you guys do, which is really just listen to us talk. And uh, in light of that, here's some smooth jazz to play you out. just sounding worse and worse as this episode goes by yes you need like a big ass glass of water or something i need like a lozenge i'm gonna find out what my favorite lozenge is now i think Uh oh that's scary (laughs) i'm not sure how to answer that or respond to that i I mean just finding out what your favorite cough suppressant is like what's the i don't don't know but that just sounds really bad i mean it's not like a that's like my favorite lozenge's dick. What's the problem here? Well, have you found out that your favorite lozenge is not dick? I mean, like, do you know I that mean, for certain yet? Well, I've only played with one and <laughs> I fucking loved it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a stinger. Yeah, probably.